your host, Franco Vega, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. On this program, we'll interview folks who have been through some pain, like my beautiful Foss youth, and who have turned that pain into power. To learn more about our organization and our mission, please visit our website at therightwayfoundation.org. Hello, folks. Franco Vega here with you for Right Way Podcast, where you know our theme is 10 Minutes of Healing the Right Way. We have an awesome guest in the building today. It's an alumni of ours. Uh, This young lady has been with the Right Way program for about five years. So we've known her for quite some time. Uh, We've seen her come in here on down days. And now we see her coming in here on up days with a beautiful smile. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Crystal. How are you doing, Crystal? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Hello, everybody. Well, first, I want to thank you uh, for being courageous and coming <laughs> on to our show, you know, sharing your pain to power. Uh, I know you personally. You know, I stress to you every day how proud we are of where you've come from, from the first day of meeting you to now where you're at today. Uh, so let's talk, tell the audience, who is Crystal? Well, where <laughs> should I begin? Crystal is someone who has been through a lot mm-hmm. in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, going through the foster care system from the social workers I had who failed me, mm-hmm. going through homelessness. Mm-hmm. The foster care system left me chronically homeless for more than two years. Mm. Um, Which is sad because 50% of the youth will become homeless when they emancipate, and you're sadly one of those numbers. Yeah. You know, when did you leave the system? How old were you when you left the system? Um, officially a day after my 21st birthday. Okay. And then went into homelessness right away? Yes. So you emancipated into homelessness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do you do now? What what keeps you going? What What's going on in your life right now? Well, what keeps me going is I've actually gotten closer to God. Okay. Which is good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a job. I've been working there mm-hmm. consistently. Awesome. Um, I love where I work. I love it. <laughs> around a lot of great people okay um working has always been one thing that's always kept me motivated I mean for some reason I just love to be independent I love working okay so awesome yeah. so we started off with you know you were in the foster care system how long were you in the foster care system um 11 years 11 years so around 12 years old 11 10 11 12 okay yeah. good to go and uh, without going too too deep why did you go into the foster care system? Um, both parents were had problems with substance abuse. Okay, okay. And abuse from both parents. Okay. Here we go. Weird question. Do you know your grandparents? Um, no. Okay. Do you think that your parents were abused? I now I do know that my mom was abused. Okay. Okay, because, you know, and you know, here you've been in our workshops, we believe it's just passed down, you know, like me, myself, my the audience knows my mom beat me like an animal. Yeah. And the audience knows that my mom uh, was raised in an orphanage in Honduras, a third world country. So imagine what she went through. But boy, did she put it on me, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, you know, your parents abused you. So, you know, uh, you're a young lady now here, uh, 26 up yeah. there in age. Uh, uh, and, and what's going to stop you? How are you going to break the cycle? Because I'm pretty sure one day you'll be a lovely, beautiful, awesome mother. And, you know, we got to break the cycle. Well, <laughs> yes, question. I do want kids one day. Mm-hmm. But clearly right now, I still feel like I'm number one, too young. Yeah. 
So that's actually a very great question, uh-huh. Franco, that you asked. That. Yeah. But I do know what I'm not going to do. That's what like, I'm talking about. Especially in regards to how my parents raised me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They didn't really teach me anything at all, even how to bathe, all that stuff I learned from foster moms, stuff like that. How many foster homes are you in? Um, maybe like five. Five. And then towards me, emancipated. Now I was in a level of 12 group home because uh-huh. I was just like lashing out, depressed, uh-huh. angry, typical teenage booty, trying to figure out why I'm on the system, uh-huh. a lot of stuff like that. So Yeah. Well, for the audience, level 12 uh, used to be the highest level. I believe they went to level 14. No. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, and now I think we got rid of levels. We don't even label. Yeah, kids. I didn't really know. All, at the, I Correct. Just knew I was Correct. Do well, you want to hear something sad? The higher your level, the more money the people get paid. Oh. I know. So now you know that when they uh, tease you and make you angry uh, and they give you a new level, they're like, ooh, I'm getting a higher check now. We pissed off Crystal. We're going to get a higher check. Mm-hmm. Here go a weird question, and none of our audience have heard me ask this, this other uh, former guest, but I'm going to ask you. This is our first question for you. Psychotropic drugs. Did they ever issue any type? Were you any on the drugs when they gave you these level? I mean, these labels, you know? Did yes. they try to force so, some drugs down your throat? At the age of 14, they put me on something called Zoloft uh-huh. because I was extremely depressed. Okay. And it was led to having suicidal thoughts. Wow. And then all the way up until I was about 21. And maybe since then, I have not been on medication. So it was just Zoloft, Prozac. They okay. tried to say I was supposedly depressed. And then I found out they tried to put me on something called Seroquel. And I found out what Seroquel was used for. So, Whoa. Yeah. So you're smart enough to say, let me oh, do my research. Yeah, uh-huh. And sadly, the more drugs you use, prescribe, the higher they get paid to also. Wow. So how's your relationship with your family if you do have one? Your biological family. I would say it's not the best. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, my dad is, my dad used to beat all, beat us all when he got drunk. Mm-hmm. So he's and, an angry drunk. Yeah. Okay. My mom's always been the type before she even married. My dad was always been the type. He always continuously let men take advantage of her. So, unfortunately, it's like I kind of already knew it was going to be taken away, or someone was going to unfortunately see it and report it. Mm-hmm. Which the next door neighbor at the time who was standing over there reported it, and I just said my side because I felt like I knew it wasn't safe in the household. So I told the social worker in detail, mm-hmm. even though I knew I was going to get in trouble by my mom and dad, but I did. And I used to actually feel guilty for even telling the social worker. Mm -hmm. But now, I don't blame myself. I actually saved my siblings at the best teenage years possible. Okay. Well, thank God for that one. (laughs) You know, it's a lot of our young adults. And we've had one in the past coming here. And our producer's sitting right here. uh, We had a young lady, I believe, kind of felt bad and blamed herself. And then uh, her family blamed her. You know, I don't understand. And we have a problem. And for our audience, I'm an older guy. I'm... 49, you know, and I, my generation has a problem. We should start apologizing to you guys. We didn't do, excuse my French, uh, excuse my English. We didn't do shit right. You know, we need to f- own up to the stupid things that we did and start apologizing to you guys. You know, uh, I've definitely broke the cycle on my end. Uh, you know, I'm raising, a, a, I raise, I have four kids in total. Two of my daughters are adults now, um, 22 and 28. Uh, my son is 14 and I'm battling with him because I'm dealing, I've never had a boy. You know, I've got daughters and then my baby is five years old and another girl. So I got one son and, you know, boy, do I want to come down hard on him. But I just have flashbacks on what my mom did. You know, I'm very 
cautious of what I say to him and how I say it. You know, I caught myself yelling at him yesterday and I had to catch myself and, you know, change the tone because it's not right. You know, it's not right. And I, and I believe, and this is me and you can agree with me. Uh, we, we got to set our moral compass for our young people, you know, at a young age, you know, so when you get to be our age and Crystal's age, you know, their moral compass is moving in the right direction. You know, some of our youth moral compass is off, meaning that we'll do things for them and they won't appreciate it or they throw us away, you know, take advantage, hustle of us, hustle us. We still don't, we don't throw the youth away because we know that the system didn't provide them with the healthy moral compass. It's all about the trying to get what they can get because they never know when they're going to get it again. And we understand that, but we're trying to convince you guys that that's not the way real, the real world is with us. You know, there are people who care about you, you know? So what advice can you give to young students who are in your shoes? Uh, what keeps you going? Why you don't give up, you know? And I know we're working on housing. You're currently residing with some hot spots uh, back <laughs> with some families that caused some trauma for you, but you've been independent and you're about to go into our Operation Housing First program. But what, what can you say for advice? My advice would be, no matter how hard it gets, to never give up. Mm -hmm. Keep your head up. Mm -hmm. And I know it may seem like you don't have no one or no one to turn to, but you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thank God I'm sound redundant. Thank God you found God. You know. I have found God. You got to find a higher power, whoever it may be. God is closer now. (laughs) Yeah, good. Good for you. Well, we want to thank you, Crystal, for everything you have done. Uh, I was speaking to Crystal earlier today. She was in my office at 9 a.m. First, as soon as I get here, she's the first one here. Uh, Staff late, but we won't say nothing about that. Uh, I'm joking. But uh, Crystal, we had a great conversation this morning. We're very proud of you. We've seen the transformation and where you started and where you're at now. And you're living proof to keep your head up. You're keeping your head up. So I don't got to say anything about that. But you have your head up every day. And as long as you wake up every day, you have a chance. You have a chance. So I want to thank our lovely guest, Crystal. I want to thank everyone for tuning in for the Right Way Podcast. I'm your host, Franco Vega, where it is 10 minutes of healing the right way. So peace and God bless. And we'll see you guys next week. podcast 10 minutes of healing the right way and we invite you to come back every week read more about us and our mission at the rightwayfoundation.org